2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Your Furman Paladins are the highest-ranked team in the state of South Carolina, and Jonathan Brooks from Duncan is going to see him live in person. Yes, yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> Saturday, two o'clock. They'll kick off and face the Citadel, another in-state foe. Man, this is awesome. John Jonathan's going to score two tickets to the game, plus get entered in to win the grand prize, which is a parking pass, pregame on-field access, video board recognition, and four club passes. Ask Madcraft just how nice the spread is inside of Furman's VIP club level. It's, it's really incredible what they do, and you guys are going to have another chance to score those tickets tomorrow.
2: There you go. We're giving away tickets tomorrow. We got a $100 gift card to Smith and James Fine Men's Clothing to give away tomorrow, and we've got a gift card to Ingalls Markets to give away for you today. That is right, my friends. Trivia that is presented to you, trivia questions that will point you towards a product that finds itself in every single Ingalls Markets. Clue number one. This item can be served at the table or seen on the front porch. Hmm. What product could be served at the table or seen on the front porch? Number two, this item has a variety named after a tree nut. Okay? This item has a variety named after a tree nut. Now, I've got two more clues to give you, but I'm going to give you one more clue. I hate this item. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? How about that? I can't stand this item. Uh, If my parents are listening right now, they can probably tell you what the item is. I hate it. Okay? Like, I I hate it. You know, when I was a kid and whenever this would be, uh, I I don't want to give you too many clues. Uh, Let's just say I would be kicking and screaming whenever this product was near me. Okay? I hate it. And nothing has changed. Okay? Uh, It doesn't mean that many people don't like it. And you guys are going to tell me, well, Mark Ryan, that just means it hasn't been the right way for you. Well, maybe not. Mom and Dad, I blame you for that. All right? But this, I can't stand this product. All right? I can't stand it. Uh, Okay. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Here's how you can take part in the show, and here's what's coming up in this hour. Uh, We've got your upset pick standings reveal in this segment. We've got the best college football host in America, Josh Pate, joining us in the next segment. At 4.40 p.m., in that segment, I will reveal my upset pick of the week to you, and it, my friends, is a doozy. I will say that I have not felt more confident about an upset pick the entire year as I do about this one, okay? So if you don't know, you better ask somebody. It's coming your way in the 4.40 p.m. segment today. Okay, my friends, big thanks. Oh, 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 no. No, 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 guys, go back and look at the time that you sent me your upset picks, okay if it's before four p m it doesn't count so if if you're if you've got a return text from us that is if you sent the text to us before four p m it will not count, okay, so make sure that you are aware of that, my friends, that you are aware of that and uh Make sure if you need to, you get your pick in again. What do you say we hit you right now with your latest and up-to-date standings? Your latest and up-to-date standings right uh, right now for all to see and for all to hear. All right, here we go. Well, this is embarrassing. Among all people who are on the scoreboard, I'm in last place. How about that? okay listen run your smack now while you still can okay run it now but the reality is hundreds of you guys aren't even on the scoreboard yet okay i'm one of 45 who are so there how do you like them apples i am i have one and a half points i'm in 45th place mater is in 44th he's got two points mater you and me got to stick together buddy <laughs> Isaac and John R. and Reese Davis from College Game Day and UNC Chris are tied for 40th place with three points. Shannon Burke is in 39th place. He's got three and a half points. We've got uh, Desmond Howard, Tiger fan, Clint, and Gold Rush in a tie for 36. They've got four points. We've got our next guest, Josh Pate, Rodney Mintz, Spur Daddy, and John Corley in a tie for 32nd place with four and a half points. We've got a, let's see, four-way tie for 28th place. Mark L.O. Ducks, Scotty Mack, Kevin Bugs, Wolverine Joe, all with five points. Then in 27th place, Brandon Gibson has five and a half. In 26th, Tyler B. has six. In 25th place, Emerson M. has seven and a half. In 24th place, Jeff R. has eight. Now to the top half, my old man, my dad, Pops, has nine points. He's in 23rd place. Just Jess is in 22nd with nine and a half. Sherb is in 21st. I feel like I'm doing an auction right now. Do I have a bid? Do I have a bid? <laughs> Sherb is in 21st place with 11 points. In 18th place, we've got Roger Carper, Commander Reed, Stanford Steve, 11 and a half points for those three. 17th place, we've got Justin L. with 12. 16th place, Kelly Ford himself with 12 and a half points. 14th place, we've got Delvin and E. Thoughty. With 13 points apiece, then we've got Will G, Minor 49er, and Nathan R, 15 and a half points each. Buckeye Brian has 16 and a half points. He is in the top 10. Now, continuing in the top 10, we've got Mad Craft and Dan B tied for seven, tied with 17 points. They're also tied for eighth place. In seventh place, we have J C with 17 and a half points. Sixth place, we have Joe D with 18 and a half points. In fifth place, we've got Delano, the truck driver, with 22 points. In fourth place, we've got the Leprechaun of Lyman. Heel-y-hoo. He's got 23 and a half points. And now for our medal stand. In third place, Kyle D's nuts. No, Kyle D, 24 and a half points. In second place, he's only the hottest sports media personality in America, Pat McAfee, with 25 points. And in first place and going away by a full touchdown, we've got Brandon with 32 points. My friends, I will be posting these standings to our fan upstate Twitter and Facebook pages so you can gloat over them all that you like. OK, a huge thank you to Dan B. and just Jess for doing these for us that they, this is absolutely incredible. Pat McAfee, Kelly Ford, and Joe D were the biggest jumps with 12.5 points via the West Virginia win. Stanford Steve is now also on the board. Uh, And so that, my friends, is very, 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 very good. Also, uh, Pat McAfee, Kelly Ford, Joe D picked West Virginia. Stanford Steve, J.C., and Commander Reed took Baylor over UCF. Remember, UCF had a 35-7 lead in that game. Blew it. Baylor won thirty six thirty five. 35 It was like a historic comeback for Baylor in that game. And UCF now falls to 0-2 in the Big 12. There we go, my friends. It is now time for us and, Diesel, a little uh, programming note for me and you. Uh, I do not have the computer today, Diesel, that has VX Producer on it today and tomorrow. So if we do have calls, if you could please uh, Facebook message them to me, that would be great uh Okay, we do have Delvin on the line right now. And Delvin, you're on the air. What do
3: you got for us today, hey, buddy? Mark, yeah, look, give me Marshall plus the six and a half. NC State's been struggling on offense. They just made a quarterback change. And Marshall's undefeated. And don't forget, last year they went to in and upset Notre Dame. There you go.
2: There you go. 100%, sir. Marshall over NC State. I will tell you this, Delvin. That is one of the games that I looked at this week. I like the way you're thinking, Delvin. I really, really, really like the way you're thinking. Uh, Delvin, great to hear from you, buddy. Okay, the upset picks are flying in fast and furious. Let's see here. Uh, Okay. Hurricane Jeff says, give me the Missouri Tigers to beat the LSU Tigers. Point spread is six favoring LSU. LSU. Uh, Let's see here. Texter says, oh, no, Texter, you didn't put your name. Texter says, I'm 0-4 with picks, so let's keep trying to score. Rutgers over Wisconsin on the road, minus 13 points. Texter, we need your name, we need your game, and we need your spread. What are the rules? You got to pick at least a three-point underdog, okay? You got to pick at least a three-point underdog. You have to believe that your team is actually going to pull the upset, all right? When you're on the scoreboard and you miss a pick, you get a minus one. If you're on the scoreboard and you fail the pick, which a few of you did last week, you get a minus two. So, texter, we got to have your name. Okay, we need your name, your game, and your score. So you open up your phone. You'll go to the text screen. You'll put in the number to text 2 at 71307. You'll hit enter. The first word that you'll write will be fan. Then you'll say your game. So you'll say uh, LSU. Uh, You'll say Missouri plus six and a half over LSU. This is Brandon in whatever town you're in. And then you hit send. That's how it works. But we need your name. Okay. Hurricane Jeff says, give me the Missouri Tigers to beat the LSU Tigers. John G says, well, he's guessing. He's guessing that it's a pecan pie. That is not the item, John G. The proof that it isn't is if you really had guessed the item, would I be saying it? Tyler B., is going Kentucky over Georgia for 14 and a half big points. Love the pick, Tyler. Love the pick. Coach AJ going Rutgers over Wisconsin for 14. Let's see here. Uh, Rutgers over Wisconsin, so says Spur Daddy. This is bad news to all of you picking that game. Why? Because the game that everyone picks never wins. The most popular pick. Literally never wins. Uh, Arkansas plus 11.5 over Ole Miss. So says Brad Perkle. Very interesting. Oklahoma State plus 12 over Kansas State. So says Gold Rush. And we've got John G. Timing in in with his upset pick. We've got Syracuse plus 8 against North Carolina. Interesting, interesting pick here. John G., very, very interesting pick. I also, uh, you know, my my old man is looking at the games. He was leaning Purdue over Iowa because Iowa lost McCarthy for the year, the Michigan transfer at quarterback. But my old man is uh, is looking at the games before he solidifies his selection, all of which takes us to you, Diesel, where you are now on the clock, my friend. What are you going with this week?
1: Well, before we get there, Uh, I've got a good friend who you just read his newest. uh, You you just read his pick for this week. You're going to have to make a decision live on the air because I don't know the rules surrounding this. Last week, Brad Perkle, on Wednesday, and I've got the screenshot here to prove it, he chose South Carolina over Tennessee. And then on Thursday, he texted in and selected West Virginia over Texas Tech. Do you go with the first pick that came in from a number over the course of a week or do you go with the most recent if they change their pick
2: yeah I'm really not trying to be a a stickler or a hard arse here diesel at all but it's always been the first one you send it like you and I don't get to change our picks right like we don't we don't get to change our picks so um you know you, you don't unfortunately you don't you just don't get to change your pick once it comes in Okay. okay. All right.
1: I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll. I'll let you make the final determination on that. And and I'll. I'll. He seems to think there's a, an issue with uh, the the week that this was chosen. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, I looked at three different games. I looked at LSU at Missouri. I looked at Syracuse at North Carolina because I thought maybe Syracuse would come out angry uh, after the way they got beat down by Clemson last week. But I don't like either of those as much. As I trust Delvin, this one was already on my list. Delvin Delvin chose it, so I know there's some juju here. Marshall is a really, really good football team. I'm taking Marshall plus six and a half at NC State.
2: Marshall plus six and a half at NC State. Diesel has locked it in. Uh, Delvin has locked it in we will see what direction i'm going to go but that game was on my list as well your upset picks are live and in full effect as well my friends and it is your time to get them in 71307 on the madworldattractions.com text line is where you can get to us make sure you do just that and my friends Josh Pate host of the very best college football show in America joins us next we are live on location inside the corner cafe Ingalls markets in liberty south carolina that's at 429 east main street and we're offside it's mark ryan and diesel the fan upstate
3: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate live on location. Ingalls Markets Liberty, South Carolina joined right now by the host, in my opinion, of the very best college football show in America. It's the Late Kick Show with Josh Pate, part of 24-7 Sports, and you can check out live shows at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube or on your own time. They're Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 8 p.m. They are must-watch college football content for Diesel and I each and every week, all week long, and in the off season, There are no off weeks. Our buddy Josh Pate joins us right now on the line. Josh, so good to catch up with you, pal. Hope you're doing well. Uh, do you agree with your model that Texas is the best team in America? Now, whether the model is a computer or a human, models tend to be so volatile, Josh. Do you agree with this?
1: <sighs>
4: do you hear that long sigh, that unprofessional exhale as i begin my answer with you mark and i hope you're doing well by the way i don't know if i agree with it i you know what why not yeah i agree with it i'm high on texas right now i am ready this is not our car i'm not talking to you mark sorry someone else Uh, i am ready to be hurt again by texas because you remember last year you were asking me this because the model was really high on texas and i didn't think they were there yet and so i would just openly have arguments with an inanimate object in this case a computer and people would just watch me and think i was crazy well, this year, I've almost kind of been waiting for the model to catch up because I've been sky-high on Texas, and now here we are, Red River Shootout Week, and just in time, like the model has a promotions mechanism inside of it or marketing mechanism, it puts them number one. So who knows? And I'm also keenly aware there is a portion of your listening audience that has no earthly idea of what we're talking about right now, and I
2: actually love that. <laughs> I, that, that was going to be the follow-up, Josh. So can you bring us into this model – how you're involved with this model. We have Kelly Ford on uh, on Wednesdays as well, Josh. He's got an analytics model that gives you a percent chance. Your team finishes 8-4, and 7-5, and 6-6, six and six, et cetera. What, what involvement do you have with the model that you guys put out?
4: Now, I didn't know you had Kelly Ford on. That is a really, really good weekly guest if you've got him coming on there. I really uh, respect his work that that guy knows what he's doing he knows what to wait we're we're kind of doing something similar to what he does so what i realized a long time ago mark is i love football i thought i knew what to wait properly to get a true measurement or grade on a team but i also knew i knew nothing about technology so i partnered with a data scientist also pretty passionate about the sport and over really over about seven or eight years um it was a long time coming we developed Uh, mechanism not for ranking teams. There's no merit involved. There's nothing like that. It's not like the AP. It is just a true power rating on teams that we pretend we would use if we ran a sports book. And we're putting out a number. We're just trying to put out an accurate number on teams. And so if you do that, if you have that, then automatically you have baked into any model rankings, whether you want to call them that or not, or power rating. So I just figured, well, I'm in the entertainment business. I'm in the content creation business. Why don't we, instead of just trying to bet this thing, why don't we also put out a just for fun once a week power rating? And buddy, it is a mushroom cloud over that thing every week because people misinterpret it as here's what I would do if I was an AP voter. Like for example, I still have Texas A&M above Miami, even though they beat them handedly a couple of weeks ago. It just one week does not always tell you everything you need to know about the power rating of a team or what the neutral field odds-making would be on team versus team the following week. So, uh, I,
2: I've enjoyed be favored over Duke tomorrow, just for the record. Wow. I see. I've enjoyed your 36-second disclaimer that you now post beneath the, the, the Josh Pate poll each week and it's just a a copy and paste. I just keep on going (laughs) to the previous
4: poll and copying that and pasting it in. It doesn't matter, though. As Mima always said, she always told us, Mark, the people who talk the most know the least, and the people who hate on the JP poll the most are the ones that skip right over that explainer video.
1: Josh, outside of Mark Ryan and myself, both confirmed megastars in our own right, who is the biggest name that you have confirmation that has listened to or watched your show?
4: Oh, boy. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned this. A head coach reached out just uh, about an hour ago and was talking about it. I have gotten comments from pretty much every coach in the SEC regarding it. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. I was up at Big Ten Media Days in, I guess that was July, and we were in Indianapolis, and I had never covered that event. I go up there for the first time. I had never met Ryan Day in person. And so I'm walking out of our, our interview room, our CBS room, and he is out there because he had gotten a little bit ahead of schedule. So he's just doing the car wash, the gauntlet thing. And he was due to be in our room next, but he was out there. And so I'm going over to the bathroom because you rarely get a chance during days like that. And he just, like, shouts my name. and he says, hey, Josh. And, like, I've never met Ryan Day before, so I come over there, and he's just talking so complimentary about the show and how he watches it all the time. He's got other members of his family who watch it. So I plot myself down there and have like a good 10 or 15 minute talk with Ryan day about everything involving Ohio state football. And he's, he's very adamant. If you're ever up here, I don't care if it's closed to the public, you come over to practice, you've got anything you want up here. And I was like, wow, they do listen to us outside the sec. I need to take that back home. When someone calls us homers and say, Ryan day endorses the show. You should too.
2: That, that really speaks so well to the reach of your program, Josh. And, how people have an affinity for how you cover our favorite sport. That said, Josh, I will say this. I thought Lou Holtz had a point. When Ohio State loses, they always lose the same way. And it was the way Lou Holtz described. Am I wrong? Um, no, you're right. Like,
4: I, See, I was a person, Mark, I didn't have a problem with any of that. I don't have a problem with Lou Holtz saying it. I don't yeah. have a problem with Ryan Day getting aggravated by it. Like, I think that stuff's fun. Because I'm on the outside. Now, if I were involved, if Lou Holtz was talking about Pate State like that, then I'd take it personal. But you're right. If it's true, it's true. Uh, But you know what? That game, and the reason I think Ryan Day went off that night, is they didn't win the thing 45-42. to They ended up winning a knockdown, drag-out slugfest, like a slobber knocker, as Jim Ross would say. And that's not typical Ohio State football. And I think that he took it upon himself, Ryan Day being the he, at that moment to say, you know, you call us not physical. You think we get pushed around. Well, look what we just did here. This is a game we don't normally win, and we just won it. And More so than anything, that's meant to play to the fan base. It's meant to play in the locker room, and he checked both boxes two for two on that.
2: Josh Pate, host of the Late Kick Show with Josh Pate, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the Fan Upstate Josh, uh, one of my favorite lines of the week is Kentucky plus 14 and a half. I reveal my upset pick in the next segment. That could be it. Um, I, I, was, I was so underwhelmed with Florida and so impressed with the big blue wall at Kentucky last week. But, but my question to you is about Georgia. Are they toying with opponents and, and just flipping the switch on when they need to? Or are they just not the same dominant force?
4: They are not the same dominant force. Um, this is... This should not be a surprise. I mean, every week I've been on with you this year, I think we've talked in some shape, form, or fashion about how Georgia is off the pace of the last two years' Georgia teams, Uh, which, again, it just shouldn't be a surprise. That's the way college football works. But I'll tell you this, I'm off that Kentucky pick this week. I really think people are being misled with how thoroughly Kentucky dominated Florida on the ground how Auburn put up over 200 yards rushing on Georgia that's the two things people are seeing and they don't realize a lot of that was quarterback run on Auburn's part which is great and a lot of it was on the perimeter which is great that's not Kentucky's game Kentucky's game is Ray Davis we're going to run it right at you and if you can't fit gaps like Florida did we'll just keep doing it all afternoon well Georgia can do that and they may not be an elite run stopping unit but you're not going to beat them running the ball and Devin Leary doesn't run the football he's got negative yards rushing this year as a quarterback so I think it comes down to Leary throwing the ball. And he had under 70 yards passing last week. Now, he didn't need to throw the ball. I get that. But, man, you, Mark, do you know how aggravated Georgia season ticket holders have been? Because they got this crap home schedule, and they're having to pay a premium for it. And all of a sudden, they got a primetime game, and it's a top-20 matchup, and it's Kentucky. And they struggled on the road last week, and Kentucky soared at home against Florida. I think you're going to see Georgia's best game of the year. I think they're going to win. I think they're actually going to cover. So you and I are at
2: odds on that pick. You think they're going to win and you think they're going to cover. Yeah, so mo- you know, motivation works in mysterious ways. They're going to be told all week, Kentucky's running all over people. You got to stop the run. If they take that away, can Kentucky beat them? I can see you being right. I just was blown away by what Kentucky showed me a, a week ago. I mean, that was supposed to be theoretically a, a competitive game. Josh Pate joins us here on the show. Josh, where are casuals falling the most short this season? I've realized in your definitions of, ca- of casual, Josh, that we're all casuals in some area. We all need to grow our game up in some area. But where are they falling the most short?
4: Well, I've had a tsunami of casualty, if you will, engulf me when it comes to the whole Deion Sanders Colorado thing. I did a whole segment on Late Kick last night. I had a guy named Marcus who DM'd me. And he said, what do you have to say about your boy Dion now? And I wouldn't have given at the time of day, but I got like a hundred other DMs like that. So I figured I'd just let him represent all of them. And I went on the show and I asked the same thing I asked him off air. What are you talking about? Like, wh- What are you even trying to say here? And so I copied and pasted the same reply to pretty much everyone who said that to me. And the pr- reply was, what have I said about Dion or Colorado that wasn't accurate? And I got no logic-based or truth-based responses, none. Um, instead, it was just a bunch of, well, you hyped him up too much. Nobody needed to hype Deion Sanders up. Talking about someone that there's a lot of interest in is not hype. I picked Oregon to beat him. I picked USC to beat them. I even picked TCU to beat them, and, and they beat TCU. So I don't think I've been guilty of hyping them at all. And then there's this other kind of person – the recalibration of expectation guy, as we call him. I don't think I've developed an acronym for it yet, but that's the kind of guy who says, oh, TCU is going to roll Colorado. And then Colorado wins. And instead of just admitting, oh, I was wrong about this game, that you get your pride hurt. because you don't want to admit you were wrong about picking a football game. And so then you take it personal. And then all of a sudden it's, okay, well, well, yeah, but they're not going to win the Pac-12. Like, no one's saying they are. Well, they're not going to compete against Oregon or USC this year. No one's saying they are. You're developing this argument that doesn't exist. No one in their right mind is out here picking Colorado to do to do those things this year. And so I've been dealing with a lot of that, and I had as much fun with it as I could last night, but I was I was sort of laughing while dead serious that some of these folks are brain dead, man. And I I don't let it I don't let it live rent-free in my head or anything, but I think we got a good segment out of it last night. So at least we use the casualness for good, Mark. It's like manure. I mean, manure can be great fertilizer when used properly. <laughs>
1: Josh, is there a narrative, uh, whether it's, you know, a long time, long seated, deep seated narrative or or just like a more recent storyline that you love to dispel? Like every time somebody brings this thing up, you're like, ooh, yes, I got another one. They put it on the tee and I can crank this one out of the park.
4: Yeah, there are people who believe if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And I'm looking at Texas A&M right now and I'm asking, what about them? I look at. Jalen Hurts and Tua when Nick Saban had those guys at Alabama what about them like that's so dumb I know where it comes from I know what it's born from and sometimes it's true you've got two subpar options and none of them are sticking out and so you're screwed that year I get where that comes from but that's not a catch-all phrase sometimes you got multiple really good options like Jimbo and A&M they just lost their quarterback for the year and Connor Wigman and they got a dude who's like 37 years old and started multiple games at multiple programs and Max Johnson, and he steps right in. And they rolled over Arkansas last week. They are a two-and-a-half-point dog at home against Bama this week. I slightly lean them to win that game, by the way. And wow. so every time someone mentions that, I just say, I know you heard your people say that, and I know you heard your dad say that because that saying's been around forever. Have you ever thought critically About the saying, though, have you ever chased it to its logical conclusion? Because you'll find that sometimes there isn't one.
2: Josh Pate joining us. Josh, can I do rapid fire style a quick thought from you on Clemson, South Carolina, and Florida?
4: Yes, we can. Which one would we like to go for first?
2: Uh, Let's start with Clemson.
4: Still a really good team. Unfortunate they dropped that Florida State game because I think from a power ratings perspective, they're still a top 15 team. It was very encouraging that they got back up off the deck to beat a very underrated Syracuse team. A lot of respect for their performance last week.
2: South Carolina's up next.
4: South Carolina, a one-man show. And when you take care of that one man, then there's not much of a show.
2: Uh, oh, Josh, let me have it. The Florida Gators.
4: Uh, a very mentally weak program that is easily enough rattled to where they look totally different on the road than they do at home. Still a program capable of playing high-level ball this year, but, man, like how how disappointing is that? You play the Utah game, and then you come home, you think you've licked your wounds, you've learned your lessons, the Tennessee game's encouraging, and you make the exact same mistake and get run over again next time you go on the road. I don't, I don't trust the program on the road. And until further notice, that'll, that'll be an, an automatic play against for me.
2: Oh, the truth hurts sometimes. Josh, I saw the uh, Bruce uh, Feldman rebuttal on uh, Urban Meyer today. Would you hire Urban if he was ever interested? If you're, you're the AD of a Power 5 program, knowing what you know. You know, knowing what you get with the W and knowing what you get potentially off the field. Uh, Auburn had a decision like this recently. They said yes. Would you hire Urban?
4: I absolutely would, yeah, and if, especially if I were Michigan State. Now, for the record, I don't think that's happening. I do believe Bruce Feldman. But if that were a possibility, in a, ho- in a hot second, I would do it. I would not care about the morality police. I would not care about the criticism. People would criticize me in the Big Ten because they're scared of the hire I'm making, just the same way down in the SEC as when Hugh Freeze got hired. A lot of fans, you know, picked, poked fun at Auburn. You notice no coaches spoke up. So they didn't like that Auburn had hired him because it made a lot of folks really uncomfortable. The two rules I have are will he win games and improve my roster and will anyone be put in danger by me hiring this man? If the answers are yes and no respectively, I'm I'm hiring him and I'm not worried about public perception because winning pretty much cures all. And that's a 99% true statement. The 1% is if something egregious off the field happens, I got to fire him. I'm willing to take that risk.
2: Josh, uh, my wife, I'm coming up on my one-year marriage anniversary, Josh. It's next Thursday. Uh, it's every day I wake up and I pinch myself that she's still there. It's the scene out of Groundhog Day at the end of that movie, if you remember that. I can't believe she's still there. Um, and it's incredible. And she asked me recently because she saw me, like, being so plugged in, right, to everything going on. And she said, well, you know, Mark, you've you got to figure out how to, how to go to B-Land, how does Josh Pate unwind or disconnect when there aren't any train tracks around? <laughs>
4: it's
2: so funny, because I'm at a
4: park as we speak. Nice. Which, which you would think is the answer. But the problem is, about 200 yards from me, there is a very active rail line. And so I'm not sure that I ever go anywhere and fully unwind if there is not a major freight line somewhere in the vicinity. I'm not sure if that happens, especially during the season.
2: It makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Josh, it is that time. You got four and a half points in the upset pick challenge this week. We've had a discovery here, Josh. The, the game that, the, you know, the, the number one most often selected game never wins. Last week it was South Carolina over Tennessee. A flood of those. It never ever wins. This year or this week early on, it seems to be Rutgers over Wisconsin. We've got at least ten of those so far today. Where is Josh Pate going to go tonight? I would like to have
4: Louisville plus seven over Notre Dame. I think they're gonna win outright, Mark.
2: Wow. So is the feeling there just that eighteen to twenty one year old kids can't get up three weeks in a row because Notre Dame's a much better roster, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, that and also Louisville's on long rest. They had a Friday game last week. It's a Super Bowl. It's like you said, it's that third straight high leverage situation for Notre Dame. I I'm I'm just feeling it. not a better team. Would not pick them on a neutral field on two weeks rest or anything like that. But I think the situationals uh, put this one in play, and I'm going to take Louisville plus seven. What's coming up on late kick tomorrow? I am. You know, I'm headed to the Cotton Bowl Saturday to yes. watch OU. I'm very excited about it. My show is going to be a Cotton Bowl propaganda show Thursday. It's going to be wonderful. I'm going to have Kublik on there. We're going to talk a lot of different things. I never quite know where that conversation is going. The Thursday show has become like the grab bag show, and I've really been enjoying it. And Late Kick on YouTube, Late Kick in podcast, wherever you guys want to find it, that's where you can find it.
2: I got to follow-up with one on on the Red River rivalry there, Josh. I th- I want to say you've been there before. Is that correct? I You're have this, two years and, ago. Yeah, and I want to say you joined me on CBS Sports Radio with the carnival be- behind you when you when you were there. Have we seen enough already to declare the Venables and Sarkeesian hire you know um, undisputed successes? I I think
4: so. I I don't think that people would automatically concede that about Brent Venables. Um, of course, you know that's four quarters away from being a consensus held opinion. So. I, I'm high on both of them. Like I, I certainly think the early returns on Oklahoma this year are that they've rectified their situation and issues from last year. So, And I'm all in on Steve Sarkisian. So, yeah, I absolutely would say yes.
2: Josh Pate, host of the Late Kick Show. Late Kick Josh on Twitter, folks. It's the best college football show in America. Make it part of your routine as we have ours. Josh, thanks so much, pal. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Josh Pate, my friends, joining us as he does each and every single week. Absolutely love having him on. Do you guys like that segment as much as I do? Coming up next, I will give you my upset pick of the week. I'm just disappointed to be telling you that I'm not the first one who's made this pick yet today. That's next. Here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere, it's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel live on location. Ingalls Markets, Liberty, South Carolina, and we are the fan upstate We're live on location, my friends, inside the Corner Cafe, Ingalls Markets, 429 East Main Street in Liberty, South Carolina. I know some of you have said to me, uh, Mark, can we get uh, a show at the Chesney location? I'm going to see what I can't do, run it up the flagpole, and uh, see if or what we're able to do right there for you guys. Would uh, Would love to make that happen. Uh, and would love to meet you guys if I haven't had the chance to do so already. All right, it's time for me to make my upset pick. We've had such great participation on the madworldattractions.com text line today. Uh, please do uh, make sure you get your pick in. You have until Friday at 7 p.m. when the show's over to do it. Here are the games that I considered this week. All right, Jacksonville State at Middle Tennessee. Jacksonville State's a three-point underdog. They're 4-1. Middle Tennessee's 1-4. Make it make sense, okay? I considered Rutgers at Wisconsin this week. Uh, Rutgers is a 13-point underdog. They're given a 22.3% chance to win. I considered Temple and Texas San Antonio because Temple is getting 14 points against a very underwhelming UTSA that was supposed to be one of the top three group of five teams in the nation this year. Temple's listed as a 25.7% chance to win. I disagree with everything about this game. When you usually, when, if you can say that, it's a, probably a pretty good bet that it's a good upset pick. Um, the ESPN Football Power Index says Kentucky has a 14% chance of beating Georgia. I think that's way too low. Las Vegas says they're a they're a 14.5-point underdog. I think that's way, way, way too big. All right, strongly consider that one. That was my number two. I also considered Oregon State at Cal. Uh, Oregon State, these Pac-12 teams, they don't travel. You know, they're like Florida Gators. They just don't travel. Uh, Oregon State is favored by nine at Cal. Cal plays very competitive football at home. They're listed as a 32.6% chance to win. I could really use nine points, but I went with none of those. Here is the game that I did go with. I went with Marshall plus six, six and a half at NC State. Marshall is unbeaten. NC State brought this transfer quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, from Virginia. The offense looks god-awful. NC State's making a change at quarterback this week. Um, they brought Brennan Armstrong is, in because they didn't have a better replacement for him. I'm, I'm looking at this as almost taking candy from a baby. You know, Marshall is a very underrated group of five team that you don't want to see on your schedule. You know, if I saw, if you replaced Vanderbilt with um marshall on florida's schedule this week i'd be nervous florida knows vanderbilt's an sec team vanderbilt just beat florida there's a revenge factor there right uh if if there was marshall on the schedule if florida doesn't bring its a game you're, t- you're wearing the l on that one the problem is nc state doesn't have an a game nc state with brennan armstrong at quarterback is the worst power five team i've seen this year period end of story so I saw it today. I looked at the spread. I looked at the game. I love the matchup. I love the pick. All right. I think it's an embarrassing loss for the ACC, and I think it happens, and I think it happens. So I'm going with Delvin. I'm going with Diesel. We've all got the same one. Uh, I don't know why Diesel, but Delvin picking that game makes me feel a lot more confident about it than you than you picking that game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So I, This uh, hurts
1: so much that – in the first year, I was I was here on the show doing this contest. I was like in the top five, and I have not gotten a single one right this year.
2: It's just, and you're not doing anything <laughs> different. You know, you're, no. you're not doing anything different. You know, it's just the luck of the bounce, man. Yeah. The luck of the draw. And how many times, Diesel of you and I talked off the air and been like, man, like this was my number two pick, and that one won, and mine lost. Yeah. You know, last week every- I, had,
1: I I was really looking hard at West Virginia. And TCU, and I thought, ah, there's no way. TCU is, I think, just a little bit better. And then, God dang it, the Mountaineers did it.
2: There you go. There you go. All right, my friends. We're going to get to all of your texts that have been coming in on the madworldattractions.com text line. All of your upset picks. We've got the top five at five. And a little note about home field advantage. Plus, in the 5 o'clock hour, we will honor our high school athlete of the week. All that's still to come. Here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere, it's Offside. It's Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate.
4: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Better
1: over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch.